Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ath Geeks podcast. You already know I'm one of your hosts, Adrian. With me right here, I got Spells. How you doing today, Spells? I'm doing good. Why are you trying to make your name sound French? What you mean? I've never heard you pronounce your name like that before. That's how I always pronounce my name. I thought it was Adrian. Un. That's how I just said Adrian. Nah, you, you add a little extra on to the un. Like, oh my god! I'm just you. It, it says you in. That's just un, un. Correct. I understand how your name is spelled. <laughs> I'm looking at it. I just didn't. <laughs> I didn't hear what I saw. If that makes sense. But it's fine, man. I'm doing good. I'm glad to know the new you, man. We was talking offline. You was telling me about all the fitness shit you was into, and now you. So you transforming your body. And you I'm got into. <laughs> I don't know about all that. See, he he he, he tripping right now. I'm definitely not into it. What we were talking about is, whew, the old lady got me on this 75 day challenge, working out twice a day and eating healthy, and I did not want to do it. But as I'm sure many of you people out there with spouses or significant others know, if they do it, then guess what? They're going to want you to do it. So that's how this situation worked out. She wants to do this challenge and hold herself accountable and work out and all these other things. So I have to do it as well so that we both just be held accountable. Isn't she into like CrossFit and stuff too, though? Yeah, like, yeah. She's yeah, already she's, in shape. like. Yeah, but she lifts. She's in lifting shape. She's not really running. Because I know she said she has a pre-T test today. I'm not today, um, this month, and she's worried about that. I was like, well, start running. Like, she can lift a lot. She can, because my mom always be making fun of, oh, she's going to beat you, or she's going to do blah, 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 because she be posting all those videos about her lifting. She she probably, right now, cause I haven't lifted weights in a year. Oh, she when I said she probably, you. yeah, she could probably, no, 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 she can't get me. She can probably out, <laughs> she can probably outlift me. Don't don't let that fool you. My I let my hey, trust me. My cousin tried that was when I was down for the fourth. I was feeling sick too, cause he he about like six three six four, and he he a couple years younger than me. But you know he been working out doing all his stuff. He gonna come over there and grab my shoulder. I was like, what? Huh? And so I had to jack him up and like I I had to, I had to actually move. He put me my stuff. I had lifted him up and they were like, whoa. I said, don't don't let it fool you. I'm out of shape. <laughs> Don't, don't don't let, let it fool, fool you. Yeah, you sound like a dad for real. <laughs> hey, hey, man, I'm, I'm sure you know when you know the little cousins, the little brother, everything, little sim, they be starting to try you now because they older. You be like, hold up, hold up, hold up. We we're not gonna do that. Man, we're not gonna do are, that. Most of my cousins are girls, so they just don't really be oh. on all that aggressive shit. Um, but yeah, man, hopefully your wife doesn't beat your ass. So she said she got to do some running. Yeah, she she can't run. She she could they lift. I, that's why I be telling about that crossfire. Hey, y'all be lifting. Y'all be this man, but don't say she can't run. Just say she don't run. You know what I mean? Like don't she say don't, she can't. Don't get you right. in trouble. Yeah, there you go. She don't run because you know she gonna she in the other room. She might come over here and jack me Smack up. Smack the shit out of you. But yeah, she. <laughs> yeah, but nah, she don't she don't she don't like running. So she usually just lift heavy. So I was like, yeah, you you really strong. But for the PT test, sixty percent of it is running. So yeah, it's cool Lift, though, doing she, all that lifting. Cool. She has a baseline though. Like it's not like she hasn't been doing shit, and now she got to go to fat camp, right? She's in shape. She lifts weights. She just got to get her win, and it only take I don't know a couple weeks to get your win. I mean, she may struggle across that finish line, but at least she'll be there. She'll be fine. 
yeah, she'll be fine. But yeah, she's just not looking for it. I was like, well, if you know you run all year round, you don't have to worry about it. Because that's, that's how I was in what's called during PT. Because I was usually playing basketball or running or doing whatever. So I always stayed in the cardio shape. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. So I never had a problem with the run throughout my whole time in the military. I never like had a problem with the run. That was an automatic at least 57, 58 points right there. Yeah, I don't do so I was like, I, I, yeah, see, that's how most people, I, don't, I just don't, I don't like lifting though. I'll be like, I'm running, I'll run all day. Lifting, nah, I'm good on that. So I just yeah. be like, Ugh. I mean, lifting is the most, I don't know. I, mean, I think it's all depending on like how you want to like, essentially like craft your body essentially because it's all kind of like a different way to skin a cat you know you lift you're just building like that physical appearance you know what i'm saying if you're kind of vain like myself mm-hmm. you know you you know what they call it uh you know i can't even say what i want to say on this podcast but yeah you getting your biceps up you know getting your chest right getting your ass right from jamaica then jamaica and cancun trips and if you're a runner you know, you actually taking care of your long term health, getting our heart healthy, getting them lungs right, still building some lower body strength, and it helps with your core. So I mean, it's really if you're not in the military, it doesn't really matter what you do. But if you're in the military, you really wasted your time if you're not running, because like that's all the Air Force cares about. And we run the least, like we run a mile and a half. But the Army and the Marines and shit, I think they run like this is like two miles or three miles. Yeah, they run a lot more than we do. Too fucking much. All I know. But then you was talking yeah. about a yeah. you bought a monitor too. You said what? You was telling me too that you bought like a curved monitor too. Before we got. Oh there. yeah, I bought a new monitor because um, what's it called? So I used to. So whenever I first got my desk and everything, and I was making my setup for whenever I was like. I'm go. I'm gonna change my gaming style and everything. So we, I turned the guest room into like a little gaming area, a little man cave and everything. So I bought this. Well, like, well, just to just to be more comfortable. Instead of just sitting there like on the couch playing on the TV, Mm -hmm. to be on the monitors and everything, get everything set up like that, and like dabble in PC gaming. So what I did was, like I said, I, I bought an L-shaped desk. I made a big, I made a big purchase at this when I made this decision. So I got a like one of those big L-shaped desks, like an actual like table table. Put it in the um, guest room. Bought two monitors. One of them was specifically for graphic and design. It was like this heavy monitor for graphic and design. The other was a gaming monitor. Then I got my gaming PC that I use for gaming and use for like design and everything. But once I got all that, I had it all set up and everything. I was good. She was like, she liked my monitor. And I was like, well, that's cool. So, but then she took my graphic design monitor. Mm-hmm. And then she also took my my desk. So I had to order a new desk. And I got this little tiny, like, gaming desk now. It's a, it's a legit gaming desk, but it's smaller than the L-shaped one. So it's, I don't I, I don't have as much space. So I, a lot of my stuff just crammed on here. Like I got my mixer just kind of pushed in the back right now. I got my laptop, my mic, and my monitor in front. I got my mixer and all that other stuff and my um, Wi-Fi extender and everything. My PlayStation behind it, so my desk isn't is cramped now. It's like I don't have that much space. So I bought a new monitor just so I could add that. But now I'm like I really don't even have space for this monitor. But I wanted a new monitor because I need the new monitor. I don't know where I'm going to put it because 
she took my desk. And I'm like, can I at least have my desk back? And she's like, no, I used it. And I'm like, well, <laughs> oh, well. You lucky she gave you uh, a reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she, she, I'm surprised she didn't just keep going. It was like, nah. Yeah, yeah I got to figure just, out how I'm going to um make that transition from gaming on the TV to gaming on the monitor because, you know, quick story, my kids, I have four TVs coming into 2021, right? I am now down to one in a quarter because my kids broke three. <laughs> <laughs> my kids broke three. I'm sorry. I was just laughing because I saw, I know um, I saw your wife was on Facebook talking about it. So go ahead. Keep going. Yeah, keep yeah, going. yeah, yeah, yeah. Kids broke three and then I bought one for their room because they broke the one in their room. And so we had it. It was crazy, bro. It's just every time I get a TV, they break a TV, and now I'm out of TVs essentially, and so I'm shuffling one TV between three rooms, you know, trying to keep everybody satisfied. And naturally, I'm not going to leave my wife out of TV when I want to game and shit. So thinking about taking my room, my not really a man cave, my my fortress of solitude, and just getting rid of the entertainment center and probably putting in some desks and making it like a a study slash uh like a study slash play area so to do that i'll probably get like a little gaming monitor but i ain't really i was never really into that shit so i don't really know the specs that i need to be looking for but that's a transition mm-hmm. i'm probably gonna make actually gonna be two desks because my wife gonna be studying in here too so it's not even gonna be my space no more it's just gonna be a fourth a fourth bedroom but that's what happens when you keep putting babies in your wife man they start you know they start demanding more from you. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what happens. You, this man spells aiming for a whole team. He want he wants the whole football team. No nah, man, I'm getting neutered oh, real soon, bro. <laughs> real soon. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, so your monitor, how like how big is it? Like how big does it need to be for you to feel like it's doing its job? Like you're not straining your eyes and shit. How much did it run you? I mean, I mean that's I feel like that's a personal preference. Um, mine was, how big was it? My, I think mine was a 32 inch curved one. It only ran me, it ran me about, uh, $400 around there. When niggas say that it only run you about 400, like it only ran me about four. anything. If you ever say it only ran me and the price is more than like $75, you're rich. <laughs> Yo, relax. You, you are, you're, you've escaped poverty. You've changed. You change the dynamics of your family, whatever you want to call it. You are rich now. Yeah, I mean, it only ran me about four hundred dollars. You know what? You know, four hundred dollars is a, a household's car payments. You know that? I mean, I guess so. I mean, I don't have a car payment. My car is paid off. Affluence, but... wealth, nah. financial. It's pay, fluent. pay, pay your thing on time when you can. Pay extra. So, all right, Dave Ramsey. Hey. Hey, financial management. I took what was that? I said three. I took like three or four finance classes. Me and Crystal budget really well. We we take care of this really well. That's awesome. You guys budget together. Uh, yeah. So what happens? You usually what our budget is. So usually she sends me whenever the, the past three times she will send me her what's called her pay stub and everything. I already have mine. I go through it. We get. I go through all the bills and everything, and I'm like, okay, this isn't much money. We need to put aside for this. 
Uh, think about how much we need to put aside for, you know, leisure, you know, play money and everything. You're going to want to do stuff. Obviously, you got to have the multiple savings accounts for like emergencies. Sophia's low um, savings account, our group savings account, vacation fund, everything like that. Got to put stuff like that. Just already put the money there. And then the rest, you just do kind of whatever, whether you invest or anything like that. Like outside the play money, there's still a little money left that she usually uses on like her CrossFit. Her CrossFit's expensive. Mm-hmm. And I usually use that to invest in like stocks or something. And so that's usually where I go with mine. So we usually go in different directions there. Mm-hmm. So, I yeah, mean. Man. My wife and so I are going to do a budget together, but I'm just like. It's I'm, easy. It's, e- it's not, easy. Go, I mean, you're in the military. They give so many finance classes. Just go to one. For, sir, I'm out the military in two weeks. In two <laughs> well, your wife's in the military. She's going to the reserve. She's on terminal leave. Um, mm-hmm. For me, and it's it's just a thing. I think growing up with my dad, like I'm fiscally responsible, right? Like I pay my bills on time. The lights are on in my house. We have like a savings account, et cetera, et cetera. But like the idea of like my dad taught me, and niggas ask you about, I'm sorry. If people ask you about how much money you have, like they're asking too much. And that includes himself. So then growing into my relationship with my wife, money was always like a weird conversation, right? Because it's like, if you're asking me how I'm spending my money, it makes me feel like I'm not doing something right or you want to control my shit. And then I had to like, really, I had to really like kind of swallow the pride and swallow the like defensiveness to like allow her to, you know, look at my pay stubs, look at my, you know, my statements or whatever, so we could, like, kind of build a loose budget. And, you know, obviously, we eventually arrived at that point, but it's still, like, a very weird experience for me to have, like, oversight over my money. It kind of annoys me. But it, it has nothing to do with her and everything to do with me. So that's why I was like, oh, it's real interesting that you guys kind of seamlessly did that, because for me, yeah, it was a couple of Oh, yeah, because yours with the money like that. I mean, I guess it goes based off the environment you grew up in, too. Now, I didn't grow up in that I mean, I never asked my mom about money. She didn't tell me about anything money-wise. But so, I mean, but I always told her about my money and everything, stuff like that. She she knew about all my stuff because I was pretty open with it. I mean, I'm still pretty open for the most part about my money and everything. So, like, the people that are close to me. So, when like, when me and Crystal were talking at first... I think we started doing that when we were actually dating before we even got married. We obviously knew we were going to get to that point eventually. Whenever we were planning to start moving in together, that's when we started doing stuff like that. Because it's like when bills come in, well, at first it was like we put in a certain amount of money for bills. Don't worry about I didn't really ask her about hers. She didn't really ask me about mine. But then when my our daughter came in the mix, then that's when it's kind of like a move to migrate to the next thing. Because I'm big on passing something on to the next generation. So I was like, I want to make sure I pass something on to my daughter. So I got to make sure it, it kind of changed my mindset with with how I'm spending, how I'm saving, how things like that. So it was like, hey, yeah, when we found out she's pregnant, then we I immediately called, got a new savings account. We started putting money in there for then. And I was like, you know what? Let's let's make a vacation fund instead of just being like, hey, let's go on vacation. We take we just spend the money. Let's plan a little smarter and move a little smarter because she watches, even though she's young right now, she doesn't know what we're doing. 
but she's eventually going to get to that age where she's going to watch everything that we do. Like she, she already mocks me and mimics me now because I had a bad habit of not sitting at the table when I eat dinner because I usually eat at my desk. So that's usually where I'm at. I'm usually watching TV, watching YouTube, on my game, whatever. So, and we usually sit, eat dinner at different times because, like, she might eat dinner, then go do homework, and then I'm like, I'm not hungry right now. I go back and eat dinner later. So I have a bad habit of sitting at my desk. So, Sophia, she started wanting to sit at her little play area, and she wanted to eat there. And I was like, No, you have to eat at the table. But then she was like, no, and she wants to eat there. And Chris was like, well, she watches you. You don't eat at the table. So she's like, why does she have to eat at the table? Because she's I was a like, child. Yeah, she, exactly. She's a child, but she's she doesn't understand that the difference yet. So it's more like instead of having that argument, it's like, I get what you're saying. She's a child. I was like, okay, but I got to show her because when maybe when she's like four or five, I can say you do it just because I said so. But at two... She doesn't really understand the because I said so. She's like, well, you're not doing it, so why do I have to do it? Yeah. So that's how I was like, maybe. The, well, go ahead, go ahead. No, I get you. And I feel like everybody, I feel like a lot of parents, when they talk to other parents and they hear something, they're like, oh, they're doing this wrong or why are they doing this? Like, you never have to explain why you'd made a decision on what you did, like, to someone else. Like, I hate that shit. Oh, yeah. Like, even. Even your own parents might be like, oh, why are you doing this? That's a child, make a child change the style's place. Like, nobody nobody knows what they're doing until they do it. And no one can prove that what they did was effective or not until they, everything is said and done. Like I always say about my dad, like, my dad didn't know his job was done until I didn't end up dead or in jail because he was doing it by himself, right? So, like. With, with your shit, I'm, I'm joking when I say because he's a child, even though I'm kind of serious because that's how I view my, my daughter. But I 100% understand you being like, oh, well, I got to lead by example, et cetera, et cetera. Just because you never really fucking know what works, so you got to do what you feel is right. Exactly. So that's 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 how I feel. Like, I mean, everybody has different parenting styles. Like you said, like, no one knows what style works until you're older. I'm in a dad's group and it has, like, 54,000 people in it on Facebook. So people are always talking. I like, We talk in there all the time. Oh, shit. And I see a lot of the... Oh, yeah, I will. Oh, yeah. I, okay, remind me after this, Um, I will. So we, we talk a lot of time, but uh, a lot of the time you see in there, they some, for the most part, it is about parenting. Excuse me, but every once in a while you see... <coughs> Golly, I'm still coming down from that um, sickness. But every once in a while you see people complain about... um like their wives or how their their baby mamas and stuff like that. I usually ignore those posts and just really talk whenever they talk about the parents and stuff. But a lot of their, the parents I see, they have that similar old style mindset of, oh, blah, blah, blah. Cause a lot of them are older. I'm a young, I'm a young parent in there. So mm-hmm. I'm only like, tw- I'm only 24. So I'm obviously still a young parent. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people still have that, that old style mindset and everything. I remember, um, What's called the whole children have a voice thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we've, I talked about it on an old podcast. Me and you have talked about it before. Cause one of my old, one of my old, like he old, he's super old school. He like thirty two or something, but he old school. He got like three kids. Mm-hmm. He has the mindset of like the you know the the whole thing when you were talking about like stay to put children stay in their place. Don't do anything like that. Don't speak unless spoken to. Stuff like that. Like like everything like that 
And it's like, okay, I feel you, but I disagree with you. And I said, I think everything has a place. Like it had, and there's always context. Cause people just put that all in one situation. And it's like, well, no, it can't just always be, this can't always be the way like there, there, there's context. If this, depending on the situation, like, yes, that might be needed to be like, yes, you do it because I said so, but every once, but there's other context and there's other situations where you'd be like, you need to sit there and explain, or you need to hear your child out. So he yeah. has his mindset. Like, he's like, he don't care. He doesn't listen to the kid. They need to do what he says because he pays the bills. He does everything. He's like, you shut up, you listen, you don't say anything until I speak to you, like stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I understand. He was like, he was telling me a story about how his daughter got in trouble at school. And he was saying the teacher called and the daughter was saying something else happened. And he was like, no, he automatically doesn't believe his daughter. He's like, you're a child. You don't know, blah, blah. You don't believe the door. And I'm like, I mean, did you at least try to listen to her story? He's like, no, she's a kid. What do I need to listen to her? I'm like, I mean, I disagree there. He's like, but she, she's probably lying. I'm like, okay, even if she is, I would like, I started thinking like if Sophia, something happens at school, teacher called me. I'm like, okay, Sophia, what's your side of the story? I hear both sides and then I can form my own opinion. I'm not going to just listen just because the teacher said yeah. X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. What, what, what's, I know. I mean, I already know your views on this, but the viewers are so, what's your whole view kids on a uh, kids having a voice? Uh, it's, <laughs> it's a little mix. Like, I grew up with just my dad. Like, I grew up, well, I was living with my mom for a little bit, but it was always one or the other. And it was mostly my dad. And my dad grew up on, like, a farm with, like, an old school, old, like, he was uh, really old. Like, my granddad's old, you know what I'm saying? So there's really not a lot of talking back and shit. And then to make it worse, my dad was a military officer. So, like, discipline and, like, questioning decisions and stuff wasn't really encouraged. So, like, for me... I feel like every parent is like, I'm not going to do what I didn't like from my parents. So I try and make it a mix. I try and listen to my daughter, uh, you know, when she tries to explain herself. But I mean, really, the shit don't make sense. She's two, right? Yeah. But I try. It's, it's a balance of understanding that they don't understand and still understand that they need discipline for me. So if my daughter does something, like I tell her, yo, don't don't stand in that car like that. You're going to fall, right? I'll tell you four times. Don't stand in the car and we're going to fall. Some people would be like, if she falls, that you should like pick her up and make her feel better. This, that, and the third. Because like she's a child and she doesn't understand. I let her pick herself up because that's how you learn. You know what I'm saying? And then when she's the best teacher. Yeah. And then when she picks herself up, like then I'll call to her like, oh, it's okay. But this is why I told you not to get in the car. And like, if you never, if you never enforce discipline or you never, if you never explain it, and I think explaining it is a very huge part, you can't just be like, oh, they're kids, then they'll never learn. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to always be teaching. I'm always talking to my kids. Don't do this. Don't do that. Sometimes my wife says I say no too much, but I mean, kids would do a lot of stupid shit if left unchecked, right? So, I mean, it's absolutely, it's, it's always a learning experience and I'm not doing this shit perfect. I know I'm not doing this perfect. I feel like I do a horrible job, but I'm trying my fucking best. <laughs> like, and that's really all you can do, man. I think, I think you have to let them express themselves. One, just because they need to learn how to be able to express themselves to other people and form a coherent thought. But it doesn't have to be like 
you can do that without letting them walk all over you. Like, say what you got to say. And then after you say that, what I say goes, regardless. Like, because I'm taking what you say into account, right? So mm-hmm. say what you got to say. After that, it's done. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I want to stay up later. I understand. Go to bed. But that's just me, man. It's And it's weird, like, having a daughter because they can really walk all over you if you're not careful because they're so fucking cute. Absolutely. And my son is mad at you, yeah. but, but Kamani is a little tough, man. <laughs> so it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tiny bit tougher. Yeah, I feel you there. I definitely feel and you there. One more um, note. Yeah, because, like... like just, just one more thing so, with the daughters, man. I always... I'm real. I'm real protective of like the uh, the concept of consent because I have a daughter and this world is sick. So it's like mm-hmm. when it comes to her expressing herself, like if like if I take her around family, and like we're black people, we love to hug our kids and shit. But if kid if she doesn't want to hug, I don't make her give nobody a hug. If she say no, that's what no means. I want her to understand. But, you know, I'm glad you said yeah. that because I say the same exact yeah. thing because. Mm-hmm. My wife be like, "Hey, just go tell them. Don't let just let her hug." I'm like, "No, if she doesn't want to, right. no means no. If she doesn't want to, she don't have to. Like, it's, it's that simple. Like, because mm-hmm. by telling, by making her do that, you're telling her that it doesn't matter. And even though she's not consenting to it, mm-hmm. that she has to go do it anyway. It's like, no, teach her that if they she doesn't want to, she doesn't have to. And whenever she's ready, she can go over there and hug you. If she doesn't want to hug you, mm-hmm. she's not gonna hug you. You can be like, oh, blah blah, blah all you want." She don't want to hug you. Exactly. Is that simple? And like, and then it's like adults catch themselves like getting mad and shit. But like, if that's a baby, like that, don't let a baby not. If, even if the baby don't like you, it's a baby. Who cares? Like, just let them kids be to themselves because you don't want you don't want them you don't want to ingrain that oh, I have to go with this because this is what this person wants. Because that's how you you know find that's how these that's how they find themselves in stickier situations that can affect them you know, in negative ways. I don't want to make it too dark, but it's an obvious reason why we're preaching this. So, yeah, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I agree 100% in that regard. Like, especially with these girls, it's, it's, it's tough trying to raise girls in this world nowadays, especially with things getting sicker and sicker and the world getting worse and worse. No matter how who what anybody says, it's like a lot of things going with all these, you know, women disappearing, children disappearing, all these things like that. It's a it's a extremely scary time right now to be parents. So it's just it's just real tough. I don't even remember what I was gonna say earlier. I had I had I had some point I wanted to make, um, but I don't even remember it now. I don't even remember it now. So, but. <coughs> Oh, uh, um, I'm trying to think of it. I can't, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to bring it back. I'm trying to bring it back. I can't think of it. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't think of it right now. Uh, shoot, bro. You're getting old, bro. I am. I am. That's, that's the problem. I'm 24, but I'm old. So, so yeah, I don't know. Oh, have you ever watched that, uh, Chris Rock? special whenever he was talking it was like the one to tambor tambourine yeah have you ever watched it yeah, yeah whenever he talks about the whole um when he's talking about his kids mm-hmm. he's talking about outside of these doors nobody else like cares about you mm-hmm. nobody else cares about you you you're special to me yeah but out but you're not special to anybody else mm-hmm. and i told 
crystal that and everything. I was talking to her about that and she she was mad. I said, I was like, I mean, it's true. I said, nobody else cares about her outside of these walls. I said, so yeah, she's special to me and you, obviously. She's special to like, you know, couple family members, couple friends, but outside of that, like the rest of the world does not care about her. So I take that into account in my parenting style as well. Mm-hmm. Become like, yeah, you want to do XYZ, you think you can do XYZ, blah, 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 but everybody else, they, they might tell you no. And I was like, I don't want to sound messed up. Okay, now here, let me give you an example right here. So my cousin, my little cousin, he loves hooping. His favorite player is Steph Curry and everything. He be hooping and he can hoop. He just real short. But the thing about it, him being small, I talk, I was talking to him. He's in, he's in seventh grade going into eighth grade now. And I talked to him back when he was like in fourth grade. He hooping and everything. I edited his videos for like him hooping so he can make highlights and stuff. But he was hooping and I was talking to him. I was like, hey, realistically, you're short. Your parents are short. So you're probably, I'm like, well, your parents are short, so you're probably going to end up short because you're smaller than all the kids right now. Mm-hmm. So I was telling them about certain things. He need to work on his game, certain things like that. And I told him, you need to start working now. And he was like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, he goes to the gym. But you know, kids, most times they go in the gym, they just be like, oh, yeah, we've been hooping for three hours. But he, they just been playing 5v5, 3v3, 21, doing whatever. And I'm like, yeah but you're not really working on your game. You need to do X, Y, and Z. You just blah, blah, blah. I'm like, at least give him like 45 minutes of your time, blah, blah, workout, everything else. I was trying to get him to work out and perfect his craft because I was like, and then when I kept seeing him, he wasn't listening. I said, I was talking to him and his mom. He was like, yeah, I want to go to play college. I want to play D1 basketball, make it to the NBA. And realistically told him, I said, yeah, there's no, you're not going to do that. He said, what? I said, and his mom got mad at me because I told him, I said, we're not going to make the NBA, not with how you are right now. Mm-hmm. I said, because there's so, I say, I say, your dad's five, five, your mom's five, four. It's like, I say, unless something crazy happens and you work on your game to just be a monster. And I'm like, like I said, like I already told you, you're not going to, you're not going to make it. And I was just being realistic with him. And he got mad. His mom was like, don't crush his dreams. Don't do like that. And I was like, she, he's, he's good. Blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, he's good for his school. Yeah. I said, there's, I said, there's tons of people. I said, especially in Texas basketball, I said, there's tons of people all around here. There's tons of people across the state. There's tons of people across the country. I said, you know, they do rankings now for fourth and fifth graders. I said, go look at some of you. Go look at Ball's Life. Go look at home team hoops. Go look at who mixed it. They have fourth and fifth graders that are really cold doing stuff that you wouldn't imagine even high school's doing. Mm-hmm. And I said, it's a, it's a different game. And I was trying to be realistic with them. And she was just getting mad because she's like, blah, blah, blah. You know, you because you like you tell you because you like you crushing this dream. I'm like, I'm not trying to crush this dream. I'm just being realistic. Well, you fucked up saying it around his mom. Huh? You fucked up saying it around his mom. That's my cousin. So I tell her, I'm hey, I'm gonna keep it 100. Bro, you lucky she ain't hit you. Cause like I feel like because the way we keep it real with each other is like our phrase, like you it's like cold switching, right? Like I phrase what I say to my dad very differently than I would say it to my his wife. I'll tell him the same thing, but I'm not going to say it the same way. Case in point, like my little brother, same same shit with your cousin, right? He was like, yo, you know, you was talking about him when joining the Air Force, right? Because my mom was like, yo, you talking about going to the military? You talking about going to the Army? You talk to him. I was like, hell no, I ain't going to the Army. So I called him. It really wasn't a panic. He mm-hmm. was just, you know, looking at his options. He was like, yo, I want to see what's going on with football and track, right? 
So I look at his highlights. I see break. You know, he's looking nice. He's making the right reads and making the right cuts. And then he break a long run, and then he get caught. And I'm like, oh hell no! I text him like, yo, what position do you play? He like, yeah, I'm a corner now. I'm like, what's your forty time? He said four seven. I said, you slow as hell. You might as well take that as well. Nigga ain't text me back. Now, <laughs> <laughs> now I could tell him that because it's <clears throat> it's his future. He needs to be informed and motivated, right? Because mm-hmm. one, there's two things that can happen. One, he takes what I say at the heart and realize that as he is, he would not play D1 football because he's 5'8", he plays corner, he's 150, and he runs a 4'7". You're not going to play D1 football doing that shit, I promise you. I, I, if he if he does it, then he got to pay his scholarship, I will pay for his college if he does that as he is now. Or two, he gets mad and he improves and he proves me wrong. Those are the only two things that can happen, right? And none yeah. of them are none of them are bad because one's realism, and the other one is inspiration. Now, if I said that shit in front of my mom, she would have punched me in my chest because that's you know, that's beating his dreams down. You don't do that shit. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I say you should have said that shit in front of your cousin, like his mom's, because as a parent, imagine someone telling Sophia she couldn't do something, even if you don't think she can't do it. Who the fuck are you to tell me I can't? You know what I mean? So that's all. Well, that's okay. I mean, that's I was going somewhere with that too. I was gonna, I was gonna go, I was gonna take it back to Sophia too, because I was like, yeah, I feel what you're saying about somebody else saying. Wait, wait, let me go before I go there for you. So, like I said, fast forward to now. So he's going into eighth grade, right? Mm-hmm. He's getting his first experience at AAU ball. Spells, you know, that's a different kind of game. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a different beast. Homie showed up to his game. He's like, his mom's in there in the stand. She's watching. She called me. I'm over there. I was back home. This was like a few weeks ago when I had went home for a funeral or whatever, or like a month ago, whenever that was. Uh, She called me as I'm driving up there. And she's like, yo, I just want to say you were right. And I said, what you mean? What you talking about? And she was like, you were right. She was like, we over here, uh, he, uh, she was like, I finally signed him up for AAU ball. Mm-hmm. And she was like, they're, these guys are in eighth grade. And they're like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, even six-foot people just jumping out of the gym, dunking. They are on another level. Mm-hmm. And I said, hmm, that's crazy. <laughs> it's almost like I was trying to warn y'all. And she was like, yeah. She said, we're going to have to, she was like, she got him a trainer. She was like, they're going to like see it a different way. They're going to they're gonna attack it a different way now because they're trying to catch him up and trying to catch him on their love. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, I'm glad. And she's like, yeah, I'm glad, blah, blah, blah. I experienced this because she's like, I almost didn't sign him up for this, for AU. But some of his friends were going to go try for some teams he wanted to go to. And he convinced me I was I wasn't going to do it at first. It was like, I mean, you already playing summer basketball with your team. Why do you need to go play AAU too? That's not nothing to pay for. And I'm like, but summer basketball with his team is not on the same level as AAU ball. Mm-hmm. AAU ball, he playing dogs, so he playing dogs constantly, depending on what league he in. And now, yeah, now you go back and you playing what's called little Timmy. These little, can he go to a white school? You going to against these little, these little white boys? You gonna cook them? You know what I mean? Cause you, you, you see a whole different thing. You know what I mean? You like, oh, this is food. I've been working and going against these dogs all summer, and I gotta come back to food. 
Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. he's in a good situation. Go ahead. No, no. I was about to say, because, I mean, I was just about to say, yeah, because that, that, that's just crazy. But go ahead. Because it, it sounds like he's in the type of school <laughs> where where they is he goes to a big school, I'm assuming. Nah, it's a it's a medium sized school. Oh, uh, cause like my little my little brother and my my wife's little brother in the same situation. He go to school with a bunch of white boys, but it's like a charter school, and so like they get a lot of exposure. You know what I'm saying? Like Trey Man from Florida went there, for for instance. Like he's about to go to the drive. He went to Florida. Um, so like they get a lot. They get a decent amount of exposure, and his he's athletic enough to get shine and shine against the competition. But you know you gotta. You have to hone your craft to a point where you're not just excelling against them, because when he went to the AAU Cart tournament down in Orlando, we talked about it before in the pod. It was a, it was a different level, man. Them boys was nice, and I mean, those weren't even the nicest eighth graders I've seen. You know what I mean? But yeah, it just goes to show you, bro. Like, uh, it work, work pretty much is just it gets you paid. And the sooner kids learn that, like, it sucks because a lot of times you want your kids to have fun. Like, basketball is fun. But to really, really have fun at that shit, you got to work at it because it's not fun when you can't, you know, do the left to right crossover, do the sham god. You don't know how to do a finger roll. You don't know how to shoot a floater. Like, it's not fun when everybody else is better than you. Yeah, it's not fun yeah. when you getting cooked and getting yeah. blown out constantly. Yeah, like, like that that that's not fun. Like when that's you, that's, that's definitely not. Yeah, fun. like when someone like brings the ball up court and they see you guarding them and he backs out and they dad be like he can't guard you. That's just not fun. It's not. Nah. Nope. Nope. But I, I'll give my cousin props because um, his mom sent me the videos. He ain't back down. The homie got dunked on and he came back and was ready to fight. He had a dog in him. I was like. I like that. And I was like, maybe I was wrong. Maybe you got a better chance than I thought because you got fighting you. And as long as you got, you know, that's something different right there. Cause you can't teach that right there. You know what I mean? That dog mentality. If somebody just come up there, they cook you and you just take it and you just be like, whatever, dang, blah, blah. We about to get blown out. We getting cooked, blah, blah. And you just, you know, lay your head down and just get cooked. A lot of people do that, but to be like, yeah, you go. You you might win, but I'm gonna get mine too. And just to go back and keep fighting, like I'm not better to just lay down. Mm-hmm. I had to I had to give him prospect But I say this story to go back to like I was talking about like I like to like think about like something with Sophia because if a situation like that because my my wife was asking me she's like what about if she wants to do this what she want to do that what that I'm like. I don't care what she wants to do. She don't got to play sports. She if she wants to be into computers, we can go into computers. She wants to do this, we can go into that. But I'm gonna tell her from the beginning how it is. Like like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sell her these real these unrealistic dreams just for her to go out there and fail. I'm like I'm, I'm gonna support you in whatever you do. However, I'm not gonna just be like that. Goes back to like the whole special thing. Everybody else doesn't think you're special. So. Just because you want to be like, oh, I want to play volleyball or whatever, but I'm not good at volleyball. Well, the coach isn't going to just let you on the team because you want to play. Yeah. So that's just how it is. You're not going to get a lot of minutes. And if you do make it home, you're not going to get, might not get a lot of run just because you want to play. And that's not how, that's not how life works. And that's the danger of like rec leagues, right? Especially. 
if your kid grows up on the base just because you you play everybody gotta play. Everybody gotta play two quarters. Everybody gotta play half the game. And then, <clears throat> yep. and then you don't get a true sense of what it takes to even earn minutes. Nothing participation on the team. Bro, like I went I played once again, played on base directly the majority of my childhood. Then I went to middle school, seventh grade tryouts. I fucking went. I tried out, didn't make it. Shell shock. Didn't understand why. Didn't do shit that summer. Fucking eighth grade, same story. Ninth grade, same story. Tenth grade, I was like, Jesus Christ, I gotta do something. Fucking, you know, worked my ass off. Made a little, got a little JV spot. But I mean, me, and my dad figured out real quick that shit went for me. He was like, Yeah, maybe tracks your thing, man. But. It's just like there's no realism in rec sports, and so it's dangerous setting like an expectation for your kid without informing them. Like, okay, you you're playing now, but you're not good. If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, cause remember I told you like how I told you. Remember I was texting you all that time whenever I was coaching mm-hmm. that little that little YMCA rec thing, bro. Yeah. I was high because I was like, these kids ain't gonna make it. These kids not gonna make it because. Like, we're playing rec league, and we didn't even score our first three games. We didn't score a basket. These kids were all new to the game. They didn't know how to play basketball. They've never played basketball before. They just signed up. Yeah, so I'm like, cool. Team, me and you would have fought. Why? Because there's no reason not one of these motherfuckers not scoring. Like, I, I, I'm understand, a, let me t- I understand that it's not your fault. But the fact remains that <laughs> I'm not going to fight my kids, so who's going to get who's gonna get these hands? It's you. But here's the thing. They're mad at me, but most of them didn't show up to practice. YMCA has strict rules about how when you can practice. Cool. First two practices, we didn't even have enough to run. We supposed to have 11 people on the team. Four people showed up. So you're a loser for Everybody's following the rules, too. Huh? I said you're a loser for following the rules, too. I mean, nobody shows up. Even on our designated practices, nobody showed up. Mm-hmm. So how am I supposed to get people to another practice? They couldn't even show up to the designated one spells. Sounds like now, a leadership it, issue to me. Man, nah. I, they didn't even know me yet. I, the, the day I'm supposed to meet them, they didn't show up to practice. I was like, bro, where is everybody? Mm-hmm. And then everybody showed up to the game. And I was like, I don't even know what y'all can do. I've never seen y'all play. So I, I put like the four people that showed up to practice and then the biggest kid on the court. And I put them out there. They couldn't dribble. They kept running with the ball. They were traveling. I was like, yo, I talked to the parents. I was like, have your kids? All of them were like, no, our kids haven't played before. And I'm like, so why okay, well, practice? yeah, that's what I said. Well, here's the thing. I need y'all to come to practice. And since I only have a designated amount of time for practice, I need you to practice with your kids when you're home. Can y'all do that for me? And they were like, yeah, we'll do it, blah, 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 blah. Next practice comes up. I asked them, say, how many of y'all have Touched the basketball or practice or shot around, did anything since our last game. All of them are like, we haven't. Okay, okay, okay. And then there's the rules where people have to play. So even though they're not showing up the practices, only showing up the games, YMCA rules say I have to play them. Mm-hmm. So, so a couple more start pr- coming up to practice. So we get about the most we probably had was like six at practice. So we could do three on three. And I'm like, I can't even run like a legit practice because people aren't showing up. But they're showing up for games, and so I have to play them. 
because parents get mad like why is my son not playing they got to play for this money time i'm like okay i have to play them or else i get in trouble but i'm like this doesn't make sense to me and y'all don't practice outside at home because mm-hmm. i would ask them every practice every guy's like how many of y'all they would always say no so throughout the whole season we didn't win a single game and i'm like okay cool blah 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 everything like that and I was like, I'm never doing this again. But then they also woke me up to like a lot of these parents. I'm like, cause you were just talking about your story. I'm like, when these kids, these kids are 10 years old, when these kids get to middle school and they don't make their teams, they're going to be like shocked. Cause they're going to be like, why am I not on the team? It's like, because you don't work. Yeah. You haven't done anything. And then the parents have it in their mindset that they should just show up. They should just make it just to make it. Mm-hmm. They should just play just to play. When I had the coach... My old um, basketball team, my old high school team, I had to coach the JV for this summer league because my coach asked me to coach him. One of the parents walked up to me and was like, why is my son not playing? I was like, because your son can't play. <laughs> and the parents like, he, he was mad. He was like, well, if this is how it's going to be, all right, we, we're not going to come. And then I talked to the coach about that, and he was like, I mean, if they don't show up, then he's definitely not going to play when the season starts. He's like, he was like, that, I, I know your son. Your son doesn't show up to open gym. Your son doesn't come up here for summer workouts. So the coach not going to be like, yeah, we're going to play. He's trying to, you know, he's yeah. trying to get ready for the season. He's not about to just babysit. He's like, you don't have to come then. You don't have to. It's that simple. And, like, it's just it's so crazy to me that people don't understand that. Like, I had a cousin. Bro, this pissed me off when I found this out. So my cousin, she didn't make the volleyball team. Mm-hmm. So instead of being like, she didn't practice all summer. Keep in mind, my mother is a volleyball coach. So she runs leagues all the time. She runs stuff all the time. They can come to her camps. She runs multiple camps. And everybody in her family gets to go for free because she lets all my other cousins that want to go, um, that all that stuff, she lets them come for free. Mm-hmm. My that cousin doesn't show up. She doesn't do anything, and it's like, huh? She didn't make her volleyball team. So instead of being like, "Dang, I need to work," brother, her parents transferred her schools to another school where the volleyball team wasn't as good, and she made the team. I have I have a little bit different. I, I understand with the point that you're making. I understand what you're saying, but like politics are a thing like once you miss the cut it's hard to make it because that coach is essentially bringing the same team from you know the the ninth grade team all the way to senior team like he's bringing that same you know that same group back every year well yeah 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 no, I, I got you that part but I'm like they transferred after trials like uh, like she, she, she went to trial Texas y'all don't have to sit out a year if you transfer well no she was in middle school and you don't have to, depending on the reason you move. Like, there's there's obviously loopholes and ways around it. Mm-hmm. So, what happened was, she was in middle school. She she no, she had been going to the school her whole time. Just a, she's always been at the school. Mm-hmm. She didn't make that team. So, instead of being like, I'm going to practice, I'm going to get better and try next year. What they did, they transferred her to a school that's nearby, that's not as good. And so she started going to that school. And obviously, since she just moved in, she can still try out for volleyball, even though trials are passed. She tried to join the volleyball team, and she made that volleyball team. And I was so pissed off. I was like, 
Cause look at the lesson you just taught. Like you, I can't teach you, tell you how to parent, but when I see that, it pisses me off. I'm like, look, look at the lesson you just taught her. Instead of working and trying to get better and working to hone your craft and do something like that, you just was like, if you don't make it, just leave and go somewhere else. Not work to get better. Yeah, I mean, I feel you. It it's real simple. Like if you better than the worst person on the team, you're gonna make the team. And how hard do you have to work to be better than the worst person on the team? That's always how I felt. And then if, if it's not for you, like if it's, it's – it's only 13 spots on the basketball team, maybe only 10 spots on the – I don't know how volleyball works, so I don't know how many people on the court. But, like, if if you try if you try your best and you don't make it, then just do something else, man. Like, it's not the end of the world. Like, But if you didn't try your best – and you just expected a spot then, because I you mean, wanted to play. Off. Like, what can you do? Yeah, that's 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 my whole point. I don't like that whole I tried my best, so I need to make it. I don't like that mentality and everything else. Cause I'm like, I was hot. I was talking to Chris. I was like, I wish Sophia would come up to me and be like, after not working all summer, and then she wanted she decided at the last minute she wanted to play, I would have been like, You probably not gonna make the team. But then she didn't make the team, said, Well, can I transfer school? I'd have been like, excuse me? <laughs> you Huh? So I gotta get up and drive you across some other city, blah blah, blah go to school because you didn't make the team because you didn't want to work. Yeah, I. You can go over there and start practicing yeah. and then try again next year. Cause that's how that's working. I can't. Oh, I, can't I wish he might fix her mouth to say some stuff like that. I was like, I was like, oh yeah. I was like, yeah. Cause Sophia gonna be like, hey, yeah, I want to play. We gonna we gonna have a play a schedule. Like okay, she's like, I want to play volleyball next year. Cool. That means we gonna be working all summer. You actually mean you gonna work during the school year. During the summer, I'm shipping you down to your grandma's. Y'all gonna work. You can be at all her practices and everything, all her open gyms and stuff like that. Y'all can do that. So there's no excuse. So if you don't make it, then it's just like you get you did everything you can. But if you didn't do everything in your power to make that team, and you didn't make it, then I don't want to hear anything. Like I'm like you didn't do everything you could. And that's that's what I'm gonna make sure she has that mindset. If she as long as she put everything into it, and that's the best result she could, then she can I can live with that. She can live with that. But if she didn't give her best, nah, get out of my face. Yeah, I'm getting bombarded by kids now. I can hear you. I can hear Sophia right now because she's in her room right now. Crystal took her in her room. She's beating on the door. She's trying to get free, and I'm like, she's trying to come in here with me, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I told her I'd take her outside. Well, shit, so. Yeah, we about, so we about to have to cut this short anyway. Yeah, but it's not even short. We said we're going to do a short episode. We 50 minutes in. Oh, yeah, man. Let's so, go ahead and but, do that thing, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we got to go, gotta go. you know, successful black fathers. Shout out to them. <laughs> but anyway, hey, this has been another episode of the Ask Geeks podcast. Always, always, always remember to respect women. But most importantly, remember to respect yourself. And we out.